Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-renowned animal communicator Laura Sensual, the Pet Psychic. Hey, everyone, animals and their people. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to you and your animals, teaching you both how to understand each other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com for all things animal communication, as well as other services and tips provided by Laura the Pet Psychic. You can call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Chat room is open. You can go to the front blogtalkradio.com page, and on the bottom right-hand corner, it'll show all the different chat rooms that are open, and you can see ours, the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Uh, chat room, so log in there. And also, for those of you who are on Facebook, join us there. Like us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. That's petpsychicradio. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Sahara. We got Kendra and Diana on the phones. Thank you, ladies. Hi, Laura. How you doing? I'm good. You know, I'm actually in um, Temecula, California today. Oh, you are? What are you doing there? Uh, I'm here on vacation with a friend of mine celebrating her belated birthday. How nice is that? Did you bring any pets with you? No, my pets are at home, but my pet sitter is there taking care of her. Good. Yeah, shout out to Rosa and Teresa, my pet sitter. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, yeah, she's taking care of them. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing good. So I have some exciting news. I have a client named Louise Hadar who's uh, she's been a, cli- a client for quite a few years now, and uh, she takes very detailed notes at all of our sessions. Okay. And she has now written a book about her and her animals and her animals' journey. But much of the book um, is her talking about things that her animals have said through me. Oh so it's pretty gosh. exciting. Yeah, and it's exciting to kind of watch her journey. And um, a few of her animals, uh, when we started talking, were a little bit elderly. And so they went through, you know, fighting cancer and some of them surviving and some of them passing away. So uh, you get to hear them, like, as they're transitioning and also as they're getting better and all their words of wisdom. And then, then um, a couple of them in heaven and how their their experiences of heaven are very different. So it's really a unique book, and you can uh, order it on Amazon. And what so is the book called? It's called Going the, Going to the Dogs: An Incredible True Story. Okay, and, I, and I posted it on our Facebook page, and I posted it um, on our uh, on my website, and on my Facebook page, and in the chat room. Cool. That sounds cool. I'm definitely going to get it. So it's called Going to the Dogs, an Incredible True Story by author Louise. How do you pronounce your last name? It's Haydar. And it's H-E-Y-D-R. Oh, D-R, Haydar. Cool. Are you, like, in it? Do they mention you? Yeah, she mentions me all the time in it. So, so we're going to do, cool. do a few book signings coming up here, too. So That is so exciting. I know. That's awesome. I know. That's really neat. Cool. Well, I'll definitely be getting that. Um, So for all of our listeners, that's posted in our chat room. And like Laura said, it's posted all over the place. But if you have any any questions, you can also always email us at petpsychicradio at gmail.com. So go to petpsychicradio.gmail.com if you want to email us directly for any info about anything you hear on the show. Uh, So let's go straight to our first call. And uh, we have Latasha, who is who called in last week, who's been our um, caller since the very beginning, as we had mentioned last week. But her uh, dog Elvis is not doing well, so let's check in with Latasha. 
Uh, Latasha, tell us what's what's been going on with Elvis this week. Well, um, he's been sick off and on. He, you know, it started off with a bloody stool on Sunday, and then he's just been vomiting, and he stopped eating and drinking. And so he's been in and out of the vet. He's there again today getting more fluid. Um, he's just, you know, um, he's fighting some sort of infection, whether it be um, pancreatitis or HGE, which is a form of gastritis. The vets aren't too sure what he might have, um, but they're treating him for all of the above. And so how was he last night when you brought him home? Is he any better? He was He was still in pain. The only thing that would help him sleep was if I was petting his back. So, like he told you yesterday, that he really he likes that. So I just stayed up all night and petted his back, so he would sleep. Um, he got up a couple of times to go to the bathroom, which was which was good. And he got up once to chase something that he thought was in the house. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm thankful for that. But at least he's moving. Um. But, you know, other than that, he took a couple licks of water this morning, so I was praising God for that. Um, And his ears look a little bit perkier. They're standing up straight. So I'm just thankful for all of those things. Good. Yeah, if you can get him. (laughs) Yeah. So for all of you, I spoke to him yesterday, and he was feeling really sick. He was feeling really nauseous, and he felt like he was in the feral bile, and he was feeling dizzy, and... Um, he felt sort of like he had the stomach flu and the head cold flu, so he wasn't feeling so hot. Um, but let's let's see how Elvis is doing now. I want to come home. I don't want to be at the vet anymore. It's tiring here. I feel like I get more rest at home. I don't feel as sick as I did before. I still feel pretty sick, though. You got to tell my mom something. I'm going to get better. Because I feel this wave of energy pushing me this way, that way. And it's just pushing me. And it's saying, fight organs, fight. It's going to be okay. Mom, you can come and pick me up at any time. <laughs> no, he has to stay there. Tell him he needs he needs his fluids. He has an IV hooked up to him right now. It's very important that he gets his fluids, and they're giving him um, antibiotics that he won't take orally, so he has to he has to take it through um, an IV. And he's also being mm. being given it. Tell him he needs to drink the milk that they give him. It's very important that he drinks that milk. It's like insured for dogs. And tell him it's going to help his organs build back up. It's going to help his body become strong because it has all the nutrients that it needs to fight this infection. So tell him he needs to drink the milk that the vet gives him. Okay. Did you hear that, Elvis? I heard it, but I still feel sick when I smell anything. I'll try, Mom. Tell him but to if take I feel a like I'm gonna. Take... I'm he sorry. He says if he feels like he's gonna throw up, it's not gonna happen. But Elvis, I think you need to force yourself so that you can, your body can get used to taking in nutrients again. You're gonna have to force yourself to drink a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll try. You know what, too, Latasha, and um, you can bring the fluids home. They can teach you how to do fluids, and you can do them at home if you need some. Okay. I'll ask them about that. Mention that to them because it might cut down on your cough. Like if they want you to take them there another day or something, like just say, can you teach me how to do it, and I'll do it at home. It's just, I'm, you know, the vet just said that he's not out of the woods yet. So if something does happen, I would like to have a vet there in case they need mm-hmm. to do something because he's not out of the woods yet. And I know right. he wants okay. to come. I know he wants to come home, but, and I understand that, but 
they also have the training and the expertise that I don't have, and that if something were to happen, I mean, they would be they would be on site. He said, "Mom, I'm out of the woods. I'm out of the woods." He just wants to come home. I know he does. Tell him that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll talk to the vet. Tell him I'll talk to the vet and see what she says. If she gets the okay, then. I'll I'll go pick him up and I'll bring home all of his his meds, the fluids and everything. But tell him he he tell him that we are going to start giving him his food by a syringe because he won't okay. eat the chicken on his own. So he's going to start giving it through a syringe. Okay, mom. I yeah. trust you, but I better not spend the night here. You're not going to, little buddy. You're not going to. No, no he's, he's not spending the night there. Yeah, let us know how he does and send me an email later. I want to hear updates. Okay, I will okay. for sure. Just let me know him. I'm thinking about him, and I'm going to continue fighting for him. Yeah, he knows. He's he knows. He's a strong lady. Thank you, Paula. He's a strong little dog, so. <laughs> Go Elvis. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Latasha. Bye. Thanks, Latasha. Elvis Aww. is so cute. <laughs> I know he's so cute, and like, of course, he knows his mom fights for him because, like, yeah, his mom she's like is the best like, so mom. Incredible. Yeah, best animal mom ever. She should win an I award. Know. She's so great. Serious. For some of you, she has guinea pigs too. So she sometimes she comes on the show with her guinea pigs. Yeah, she does like a lot. Rescues a lot of uh, all her guinea pigs, and she does. Yeah, I love guinea pigs. I know it's awesome. So our next um, caller is Christina with Phil, the new Maine Coon Rescue, which you can find on the Pet Psychic Radio Facebook page, and it's, it's such a cute picture. The cat Phil um, is in a laundry basket. <laughs> Do you see it? <laughs> yeah, he looks a little bit like Rosa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. Why doesn't he want to go outside? Why he doesn't want to go outside? Oh, let's find out from Christina. Okay. Where is she? There she is. Christina, um, tell us when you got uh, Phil and how'd you get to uh, rescue him? Well, we, my boyfriend and I were talking about that we needed to have a, a cat on our property to help with the rodents because we have a lot of fruit trees. And so I went to the shelter and saw this big, fluffy Maine Coon cat that was really friendly. And I, um, I, I waited a couple weeks, and I kept thinking about him and thinking about him, and I thought, I should just get him. So I went and brought him home on my birthday. And... Oh. Um, yeah, and he was he's really sweet. I was worried about how he was going to do with my two big Great Pyrenees. And he is, like, awesome with the dogs. He just thinks he's <laughs> one of the dogs. In fact, he sleeps on the couch with the two big 80-pound Pyrenees. Wow. Hey, so, <laughs> so cool. cool. But he's such a chicken and he won't go outside. Yeah. <laughs> That's so I funny, the whole reason you got him. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like twenty pounds. He's huge. He's heavy, and he's like he he tries to hunt birds and stuff from the second floor window, but he just doesn't want to even walk go outside at all. Okay, well let's ask him. But Christina, before I ask him, I have to ask you: like, did he, was his name Phil before you got him, or did you name him <laughs> Phil? Yeah, the the people at the Humane Society named him Phil, and I just thought that oh. was so funny that. Oh, that funny. I left in that way. I know, and he does. He does look like a <laughs> Phil. Terrible. <laughs> okay, let's ask Phil. Why aren't you going outside? And don't you know you have to like earn your keep by hunting rodents? <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Phil? I got it really good. This is a stratagem. This place. It's bigger than any yard I ever had. Why do I need to go outside when there's so much to do inside? This place is huge. 
Christina, do you want to tell people a little bit about where you live? Well, yeah, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't live in the mansion. He's we're in the guest house. Oh my house. god, so is he in the he's in the guest house and he's saying yeah. that's huge? Yeah, he's in the which is the, on the second floor guest house above the garage. So, so Phil, honey, you don't live in like a big, really big house. You just live <laughs> in like the No, it's so big. This place is really awesome. I don't really need to go anywhere. So, Bonnie, where did you come from before? How come you won't go outside because you know you're supposed to? I'm scared to go outside. I don't want to be shut out. Will he be shut out, Christina? No, I just leave the door open for him and he can go up and down the stairs. No, you won't be shut out. You can go up and down the stairs. You don't understand. This is my home now. So what he's thinking is that he's thinking, like, I'm not going to leave home. And if I leave the apartment, then it's like I'm leaving home. So we have to tell him that the whole property is his home, right? Yeah. Yeah. Phil, honey, the whole property is your home, and there's chickens outside and horses and stuff. That's really fun out there. You can go wandering around, and you can go and meet and go and see everything, and that whole place is yours, and just tell the rodents they need to go away. But that whole place out there is yours. You can go exploring and then come back home to the apartment. I'm not sure I can do that. It's really hard for me. Yeah, and see, and I was, I, I, I figured he's protected with the two dogs because they go, they go, you know, they're outside, and when I bring him downstairs and put him out in the in the garden, the dogs hang out, so they're there for protection. You know, they'll protect him. I don't know if he was ever an outdoor cat before. He, he sounds like he was just an indoor cat. Well, they fa- someone found him in Ventura in a tree. That's how he ended up in the shelter. Oh, Phil, honey, how did you end up in a tree in Ventura? What happened? I got out, and that where that's where I stayed. That's not going to happen to me again. I gotta stay inside. Phil, honey, you're safe outside. You gotta trust this, okay? You can go outside and then you can come back up the steps. Okay? You can do it. You're safe. You're safe, and the dogs are there, and they're gonna protect you, and your whole property is fenced. Yeah. Okay? You're safe. It's scary. It sounds like he got out of somebody's place, somebody's small place. Like maybe they just had a studio or something. Nobody was looking for him in Ventura, huh? I'm surprised. I know. That's what was sad is I, I'm surprised that no one checked the Ojai shelter because he was there and that he was there for like six months before I adopted him, and he's such a cool cat. Oh. And how long have you had him? Since June, so two months. So I would give him actually a little bit longer. I mean, I think today will help telling him that he's safe and then he can go in and out and that's his property too. And um, But sometimes when they're rescued and they've had trauma and being in any shelter is trauma, it can take up to five months till you see them turn around. Five yeah. to eight months sometimes. And, like, I know that he's really comfortable inside, but I think that going outside got him in trouble last time, and he ended up in the shelter. Right. So he's even more fearful of going outside now. And if he thinks, how big is your apartment? Is it just a studio, or is it, like, a one-bedroom? Or It's a one-bedroom. Yeah, so if he thinks that's big, he must have been something really small. 
before. So if you think about that, his world has been really pretty much contained. He had whatever little place he had before, and then he had the shelter. And so, you know, your place is pretty, um, it's pretty, um, like there's a lot of stimulation, even though it's nature stimulation. There's a lot of stimulation. Yeah. So just keep telling him he's safe and that that's his property too. This is your property too. This is your home too. This is an expansion of that of the apartment. Yeah, yeah and I'd like to like know he, when he, he does thinks, come back out, go out finally. Yeah. See, I feel like he thinks he's one of the dogs and he's part of the pack now. So I was hoping that he he would go outside with the dogs in the morning when they go out and do their yeah, make so their rounds. Go out with the dogs. Mom wants you to go out with the dogs. So in the morning when they go out, you go out for a little bit. What if the door slams behind me? Then you just wait, and Mom will open the door again. Like you don't. Yeah, actually, Hannah opens the door. Hannah opens the door all the time and comes in. Yeah, and Hannah will open the door. Well, Christina, let us know how he does. Okay. Yeah, let us know if he can if he goes out. I think it's just gonna take some time. Yeah. He'll go. <laughs> Thanks, Maybe Christina. Maybe if I can start getting him in going in the garage because there's little mice in the garage. And yeah, well, really okay. everything will come in time. Keep us yeah. posted. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Christina. You know, it took my, you know, it took Rosa many years before she, I mean, she's finally an outdoor cat now, and she's 17. Oh, that's right. So you never know. I mean, I know she wasn't really that allowed to go out, but now she, like, enjoys going out, and she doesn't, like, run away. She just goes outside and checks it out for a couple minutes a day and goes outside, sunbathes, comes back in. I know it's interesting how he felt like going outside would make him homeless, you know? Like, yeah. Like, it just goes to that show makes he must sense, have been in so. What? It makes sense to me if he went outside last time and then he was in the shelter after that. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, he totally. Being in a one-bedroom apartment would seem much better and bigger, you know, when you're in a cage. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I hope he does get to go outside because it's so nice to be able to have that. Sort of oh, my God, and his property is gorgeous. <laughs> and it's totally safe because it's all fenced. He'll be silent once he's out. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so our next caller is Rosie, who lost Bimbo, um, a cocker mix, uh, 18 years old. On, and uh, Bimbo, the picture of Bimbo is on our Facebook page. So you can check that Aww. out. Um, do you see it? I do. In the another laundry basket. Oh no, that's a dog bed. <laughs> that's a dog bed. It <laughs> does look laundry. like a laundry basket though. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. So let's find out what's going on with um Rosie. Uh Rosie, you're saying you're not feeling bimbo around at all. No, she we had to put her to sleep three weeks ago. She was really ill, and um, I actually called Laura three weeks just to kind of ask her where she was, and you gave me a lot of peace, so I just want to thank you for that. Okay. But, yes, but I don't ever feel her around, and, um, you know, I've had her, I had her for 18 years, I met my husband a year after I got her, so he's been in the picture for 17, and he doesn't feel her around either. And it's just been really hard on both of us because, you know, she was our baby. Even after we had our daughter, she was still our baby, you know. So I just wanted yeah. to ask her if like, she comes so around. Do you and your husband ever feel any other spirits around? You know what? I, I'm really open to the whole paranormal thing. He isn't, but I really don't. Like, I, I never really have, and I I just want to feel her. I miss her so much. Yeah, because sometimes people are just more sensitive than others, and sometimes you have to find your way of, like, how you feel her or how you sense her. Like, some people might get, like, words in their head, like they're talking, like they're talking to you. Like, that's how I get it. 
is that I actually hear them in my voice talking to me, like I can have a conversation with them. But other people can see visuals of them in their mind or visions or have memories of them or they can smell them or hear them or, or um, you know, sometimes they blow the wind or come in like a bird. And sometimes we just have to be, start to thinking about when, start dissecting it. When do we think of her? When does she pop up into our mind? Because okay. it's possible that she's coming around you a lot more than you think, and you just are not used to sensing the other side. That's so true, you yeah. have to start looking at yourself and saying, huh, when do I think of her? You okay. know, and really start paying attention to your mind. And if you're outside on a really nice day and all of a sudden the wind blows or all of a sudden the sun feels stronger, maybe that's how she's coming, in the wind okay. or, in the, or, or the sun feeling a little bit stronger. It's not always this apparition that you see out okay. of the corner of your eye. Okay, that, that's not what I thought, always, yeah. It's not. And you're just... Okay. If you're looking for only that, you may never feel her because okay. it's not only that. I did and, have a dream um, about her right after oh, you she did? passed. I did, and I, I really believe that was her. Yeah. Because the way you say that you could hear her, I swear to you, I could hear her in my dream, not physically seeing her mouth move, but in my mind. And she was saying, look, Mom, I can run. I can run now. That so, is her. You have that's what her. I felt. Mm-hmm. And I think the I think that the universe is telling you several things in that dream. One, she's telling you know it's hard to come in a dream. It's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So um, so you're really lucky that you got that dream. But also, yeah. if you heard her in your mind talking to you, that mm-hmm. is a way that you could be getting it. So if you okay. sit someplace in a quiet place you close your eyes and you concentrate on your breathing and you really think about what she looked like and what she felt like and you talk to her in your head and you kind of hear her back, mm-hmm. that could be her talking to you back. You know, just kind of okay. let your mind go and see what you get back from her. Or you could do like a free write where you can ask her a question and mm-hmm. then just write. Okay. And like write her response and don't let your pen get off the page for like five minutes or three minutes okay. or something. Set a timer. And then in there will be things that she says. Some of it might be stuff that comes from your mind, but some of it will be stuff from her too. It's just sort of changing your focus on how she can touch you. Okay. Um, but let's get Bimbo and see what she yeah. Day. But this, the, the whole idea about, like, when people say to me, like, I haven't felt her, mm-hmm. she hasn't been around, I know she hasn't been around, I don't believe it. Like, I don't believe okay. they haven't been around. Like, okay. they've been around. You just haven't, you're just not used to feeling it that way. So okay. you just got to watch your mind and your heart. When do you think of her? And then okay. then you'll start to see there's a pattern to it. Okay. Okay, but let me let me get her. I mean, there are rare situations where the animal is like off doing this really important job and they can't come and talk to you, but it's rare. It's okay. rare. Okay, hold on. I'm around my mom all the time. I'm always resting my head on her. And I'm letting her smell my ears. And it's like I have the feeling of her rubbing my body. Sometimes I come in the memory of touching me. So what she's saying is, do you ever think about stroking her or petting her? all the time. All the time. Yeah. That is her putting that memory in your mind. Okay, all the time. (sighs) So that's great. So what you want to do is when you have that sensation again or that memory again of petting her and stroking her, just thank her. Say, you know, thank you, Bimbo, for coming to visit me. And just kind of put it out there that you get it. You feel it. You sense it. And you'll start to feel it stronger. It will start to have, you know, a feeling of like you're sitting in the shade on a hot day. Mm -hmm. And then the sun moves and you're not in the shade anymore. And you're starting to feel a little bit warmer and a little bit warmer and then you're starting to feel hot. Mm-hmm. kind of the same sensation of when you start to hear them. 
Okay. It's like at first you're kind of like, oh, what? You kind of realize they're like, oh, I'm not in the shade anymore. You know, there's just like mm-hmm. this awareness. Okay. And then it gets stronger and stronger as you sit there longer and longer. It's the same thing with the animals. Okay. Um, I just had a really quick question, Laura. Me and my husband were thinking of getting maybe another dog, but until the new year, you know, would you ask her if that's okay? I know it's kind of dumb because I know she'll be okay, but I just want her to know that she won't be replaced. You know, it's not that. It's- yes. It's not, um, it's not dumb. It's a common question, a very, very common question. Okay. Um Mom, you can get another dog, but not black. Oh, no, no, I would never do that. <laughs> you need to get, like, a brown one. Like, oh, my girl. Like a caramel color. And I'll make sure you get the best dog possible. And I'll teach that dog everything that you and Dad like. So she'll help lead you to the right dog. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, little girl. Okay, thank you so much, Laura. All right, Rosie, you be well. Thanks, thank Rosie. You thank you. And, Rosie, I hope um, you'll call us back, too, when you do get a new dog. I know. That'll be cool to find out. Uh, okay, and let's go to... Yeah, I just want to say one thing. Isn't it neat that, like, she was like, I don't really censor, but then but then Bimbo said, you know, I come in you and, the like, the feeling of being touched, like, you remember touching me, and she says all the time. Yeah, that's so, really cool. Yeah, so it's You like just don't know what it, what it is, I guess. You just have to be open to it, you know? Yeah, and it's so hard. It's so subtle to separate it, like, what's coming from you and what's coming from them. And even, like, the best psychics have trouble sometimes of, like, deciphering the difference. So you just have to be open to, you know, maybe it is mm-hmm. them. Right, right, totally. It's cool. That's That was awesome that she said all the time. <laughs> I know. That's cool. Okay, so our next dog is, well, our next caller is, I guess it is a dog, Delilah, three-year-old pit mix. Um but his parent, I think, oh, her, her parent, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. Is it, um, you can, I don't want to butcher it. How do you say your name? It's Benez. Benez. So, Benez, yeah. um, Delilah, is, uh, is is she a rescue? Yes, she is. Cool. So, when did you get her? And, um, yeah, where, when and where did you get her? We've had her since April. And mm-hmm. we adopted her from a um, a rescue in L.A. She was in a foster home. She was in the shelter before that. She was at the San Pedro shelter, and then she mm-hmm. was in foster care, and then uh, we adopted her from her foster mom. Cool. So and you, you want to know what her life was like? Yeah. Do you yeah. know if she was yeah. a stray or anything? <laughs> she was not a stray. We know that she was a, um, an owner surrender. And... I we have little bits and pieces of information, but it, you know we don't really know what the what what really happened. But she's got a lot of kind of uh, insecurity issues and anxiety and nervousness, and I'm just curious as to kind of what what her life was like before. And she's also actually interestingly enough the first caller you had the dog who's sick with um, the GI issue. She has the same thing. She's been sick on and off for a couple months, and she was diagnosed with HGE. So um so that's been really challenging too. So um poor little girl. I'm going to keep an eye on that. What is it? HGE? Yes, it's HGE. It stands for hemorrhagic gastroenteritis. <laughs> so oh. it's basically it's 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 um similar to pancreatitis or any of those other like GI issues. Um but it's it's just uh it's it's just a, like a irritation of the intestinal lining. I'm sorry. Oh, can you, go ahead. You should put her on colostrum. Colostrum is really good for the intestines. Just Google colostrum for dogs. Yeah, and we're doing the um, we're doing probiotics 
um, right now, and she was on and off medication, and we changed her food several times, and thankfully it's under control as of about yes. two weeks ago. But Okay. Um, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a hold of her, and I'm going to ask her, because we want to know not just what her past was like, because um, but also, like, what about your past that made you so fearful and have anxiety? Because right. that's your main concern, right, is that she's fearful and has anxiety? Yeah, she just has, yes, yeah, she's got anxiety. We've been working with a trainer. She's just very, um, when you know, when she's out walking or out in public, she's, she's very, very nervous. Um, around people and dogs and and just pretty much everything. <laughs> you, a lot of stimulus. I'm trying to think of like what would help you the most during the session, and I think what would probably help her the most is do you know why you're like that and what can make you better? Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, let's get to Lila. Beautiful pity. I know why I'm like that. I had a home that was pretty intense. It wasn't like beating, but there was screaming, and there was a lot of slamming doors. There wasn't kicking. There was a lot of, I'm mad at you. And I just sort of got in the middle of it. I had one owner that really cared about me. And I think that's why I'm so nice. But then I had another owner, but just couldn't get it together. I didn't hurt my teeth anyway. I never really hurt them. I'm not sure why she's saying that. She gave me the sense that maybe a dog she was with used to like grab the chain link or something. She, she, she said she, she What did she, she say? Said she, she never hurt with her teeth? Yeah, meaning but then I saw like this image of like a dog grabbing chain link, like attacking the chain link. And so I, I think Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, oh, no. I I was just going to say something about um if you saw if you saw that the chain link like her being outside, she's really afraid of um the hose. She's terrified of the hose. When the hose turns on, she starts trembling uncontrollably and goes to the wherever she can go to hide. So I don't oh, know. Oh, we can ask her about that. Maybe she was with another dog that fence fight and they used to spray the hose at them. Yeah, maybe. Or I thought maybe it could have been from the shelter when they were hosing it down or something. It freaked yeah, her out. I don't know. Too. Let's ask her. Yeah, that's a common one, actually, because they do spray down the cages a lot of times while they're still in them. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Oh, yeah, maybe the chain link was in the shelter. Delilani, was the chain link that I saw in the dogs grabbing the chain link in the shelter or at your old home? Where was that? At my old home. There was grass there, too. And the reason why I'm scared of the hose is because I've seen a dog drown. Hmm. I've seen somebody take all the puppies, take the hose, and drown them. Oh, my goodness. I have seen that. That is so sad. That is sad, poor thing. Yeah, she is very afraid of water. She does not. I like know water I have a happy life now. The other thing with water is it gives me the chills. It makes my whole body shake, and I don't like that feeling. It sounds like she needs a chiropractic session, also. Did she chiropractic? She sounds like she needs a chiropractic session because it sounds like her body, um, like when you pat her or something, it might twitch. Like she feels like she's just very reactive, like sensitive to the touch. Yeah, yeah. She not she isn't so much with us, but with people she doesn't know. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. She's very, very sweet. I mean, she's fantastic at home and with my kids, and she's a really sweet dog. She just definitely has some fears, some issues. I'm telling her that she should lick and yawn and blink her eyes, which is her calming signals, right? So whenever she gets fearful, closes her mouth and stares or shakes or, or um, you know, starts to feel nervous, she should lick, yawn, blink her eyes, look away, stretch. Those are calming signals that help the dogs to calm themselves. And that she yes, should do those and she should remem- remind herself that she can have the future is available to her and the future can be way better and more confident than she can even possibly realize right now at this moment. And so as long as she licks and yawns and blinks her eyes and trusts her people, she's going to find that she's going to have a more remarkable life than she even ever knew. I believe it because I've already felt that already. I really have. I've already felt it. Aw. Good job (laughs) on teaching her that. Yeah, we've been working. Yeah, we've been working pretty, pretty diligently with her, and she's she's responding really well. She's a smart girl. Praise those calming signals. Whenever you see her lick or yawn or blink her eyes or stretch, praise her for doing those. Yeah, she does yawn a lot and stretch a lot. Yeah, praise (laughs) her. Okay, I will. Okay, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thanks so much. Little girl. So I just you know, posted in the in the chat room. Calming signals are what blink, stretch, yawn, look and look licking. away, shaking, licking the mouth. Anything else? Um, fake sniffing. Oh, sniffing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming to you at an arc is one. Mhm. You say blinking? Yeah, blinking, stretching, yawning, looking, looking away, shake it off. Lick the mouth, sniffing, coming at an arc. Right. And the shake it off is like, looks like they're shaking off water or something. You see that after a big uh, barking frenzy or a big play session, they'll do that big shake. Yeah. I and love that praise one. them for that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and then what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, you know, I really paid attention. You know, my vet, he talks about, about he's very traditional, my vet. And um, I love him. He's, like, this amazing man. And he talks about how, you know, we, that the that the veterinary industry, they get on these kicks and they, you see, like, the same diagnosis for, like, six months or something. And then it switches and then they get on to, like, another diagnosis that they're diagnosing all the time. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm, like, interested because I've heard that, I forget what it's called now even, HG something, Mm-hmm. A couple of times in the last few days, and it's like it all of a sudden feels like this new diagnosis that pops up. I guess you see that too, huh? In the um, in the psychotherapy or in the psychiatrist industry, like you know, like all of a sudden everybody's ADD, and then everybody's yeah. a compulsive, and then everybody. So right. Um, and then also, my friend was telling me yesterday about like the top ten reasons why. And why people bring their animals to the vet. And I forget what they all are. I told her to send me the list. But some of them are like skin problems, stomach problems, like the pancreatitis. Everything, yeah. all those 10 things led back to food. Mm-hmm. Right. So we get them on good food, you're not going to have any of these problems anymore. Right. And that's why... Um, I hear when you're talking to a lot of people, you always ask them about grain-free, right? Because um, how does the grain affect them? Yeah, grain turns into sugar, for one. Oh, okay. That affects the body. It can make them more nervous and just cause, you know, problems. And then and then um, also would they get, oftentimes with grain, they have a harder time digesting it. So the number one thing I feel like you see in grain, well, besides, like, in grains, you see, like, skin infections, uh, like, ear infections. Um, but I see a lot of acid reflux, you know, like a dog mm-hmm. that is, like, licking all the time. 
um, or they're they're like licking their bedding or licking their paw, they're smacking their lips or panting in the middle of the night. That's like all acid reflux from the grain. Oh. And then the other thing that it can, when you add water to kibble, and it's just any kibble really, it swells. Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes the dogs eat the kibble or the cats eat the kibble and then it swells in their stomach and then they feel bloated and they have a stomach ache. Ah, uh, I see. That so, makes sense. I'm not a huge fan of kibble. I think it's junk food. But yeah. I know it's really okay. easy. To, it's really convenient for us to just throw it in the bowl, but I can totally see how that affects them. Yeah, it's so convenient. You know, my mom and dad, they're like, you know, they love me, and they know I'm, like, in the industry and everything, and they, they, um, my dad hunts with his dogs, and, you know, mm-hmm. all that hunting industry, they're all on, like, pedigree and like you know mm-hmm. like they just on junk food mm-hmm. and um and you know so then I got them on a good kibble and but it had still had grain in it this was a long time ago you know and so they had it switched in like six years or something <laughs> when I find out they need grain free and then finally their dog just refused to eat and oh. just won't eat anything and I'm like what are the honest kitchen because I feel like that's a good crossover yeah, or, I mean, like, wouldn't they love that raw food? I feel yeah, like dogs would just eat food, that up. But I just thought that that's too much of a crossover for my parents. I see. Like, they're oh, used to throwing chips in a bowl. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think my parents are going to go into the freezer and defrost it and, you know, they just use the kibble. Yeah, so, right. That's so funny. So, I, I was like, Mom, like, the Honest Kitchen's kind of like oatmeal. You just add water to it, you know? Yeah. So, they did it, and they said that she's just, like, just gulping down their food. They love their food now. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm so excited. <laughs> and then, listen to this. Sorry, I keep getting on this tangent about food. So, um, so I was speaking to a friend yesterday, Bettina from Aloha Dog Grooming, about about how like a lot of people think Benefil is a good food. It's like mm-hmm. the junkiest food you can feed them. Mm-hmm. And um and people say like Opa Benefil has never been recalled. And so I was talking to my friend about that and she says, You know why it can't be recalled? It's because there's so much junk and toxic stuff in Benefil that mm-hmm. they can't pinpoint what's killing dogs. Mm-hmm. So if they can't pinpoint the ingredient in Benefil with killing dogs, then they um then they can't recall it. That's but crazy. She said she heard Benefil is the number one dog food killer. Wow. I mean I see how it looks very healthy because it's very like vegetables. The picture on the front is like it looks like they're eating peas and carrots. You know, in their bowl. I guess so but doesn't it also Ugh. look like Fruit Loops for dogs? Like it yes, looks like kind of. <laughs> kind of. I think it's the commercial. The commercial in the commercial, I think it's like vegetable. They're pouring vegetables into the bowl or something. I, I can't oh, remember, but really? I I remember oh, having this image of that. Yeah, I know that's terrible. Well, I know we're always going on a food rant here, but that's really important, both for animals and for yourself. And it's so crazy because, honestly, I know I'm getting so crazy in the food, but really I see and hear so many problems with our animals. And our animals, like our daily lives, like really just changing their food and spending a little bit extra money on animal food can go so far in your animal's well-being and happiness. Definitely. I I agree. It's it's amazing to me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, last caller because uh, I think we're running out of time. But uh, I really want to get to uh, Amy, who has her two dogs, uh, Gracie and Willie. They're brother and sister, a Maltese Shih Tzu mix. Um, do you know them? Yeah, I do know them. Okay, so you've spoken to them before. They're uh, yes, white on air. Oh, cool. So um, they've they've been moving around a lot, and she wants to know, how are they doing? So let's check in and find out how the move's going. Uh, Amy, how's the move? Hi there. Hi, Amy. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm doing great. So you moved, and how do you feel it is? 
Yes, so I I spoke to you a month ago uh, when we were just about to move, and I took into consideration the conversations we had with them. And so we have been moving around just a little bit, looking for the right place to land permanently, and we haven't found it yet. However, I know that we will. And um, the dogs have been great. I just I want to make sure two things, that they're okay, um, and check in with them and also let them know that we're going to find our new place to live very, very soon. Okay. Okay. Gracie and Willie, right? Mm-hmm. This is Gracie. Mom, I'm doing pretty good. I'm just happy that we're together. I was really worried before. Was she the worried one before? No, Willie was. Crazy. Maybe I'm getting them crossed. Hold on. I got to try and figure this out. Crazy says, I was worried when we first got to our new place. I felt like this is scarier than I thought. Hmm. But, Mom, we're doing okay. I feel like we're comfortable. And we're taken care of. And, Mom, I'm really proud of you. Oh, Because <laughs> you're thinking smarter. Do you feel like you are thinking smarter? Yeah, I've gone into the most intense rebirth awakening of my lifetime. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah, and they got to see all of it. Wow. Let's see what Willie said. Willie says he feels smarter, too. Willie says he has a piece about him. That makes me feel kind of special. I like to look at people's eyes more now. Hmm. I feel like people's eyes tell a lot. Sometimes I feel like you find out that people are more brave than they say when you look deep in their eyes. Mm. You can tell their strength. If you look into somebody's eyes and it looks wavy like the ocean, then you better watch out. They might change their mind. But if you look in their eyes and they're steady, then you might find out that you made a great decision. (laughs) It's kind of cool, actually. I'm going to think about that and think about if that's true by, like, looking at somebody's eyes. Can you, like, if that resonates to me, you know, that's, like, if you look into somebody's eyes, like, he's saying that if they're wavy, like, he can tell they're unsure about a decision that they're making. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Oh, well, they sound to be doing pretty good. That makes me happy. Um, and I will get them very settled soon. I'm looking forward to it myself. Now, uh, one more quick question. We just walked to a house to look at. And we weren't able to go inside, but we took a look outside. And I want them, I want to ask them, do they feel that that's going to be a good place for us? Gracie says, I think so, Mom, if you jump on it. <laughs> I think we could plant flowers outside. <laughs> Willie says if it doesn't smell inside, he'll take it. (laughs) Doggy realtors. (laughs) Yeah. I know, right? That's great. Well, Amy, thank you so much for calling, and thanks, Gracie and Willie. Thank you, guys. Thanks. That is so cute. Bye. They are like realtors. They should go around. I know, they know. So interesting. Yeah. 
So now it's time for Words of Wisdom by Storm King and Friends. Ooh. Ooh. Who do you want to do, I? Who do you want to? Well, I always like to ask Storm King if he wants to do it and if he has a suggestion maybe of if he doesn't want to do it, what animal out of our animal family would like to do it. Okay, let's get Stormy. Stormy, honey? Stormy, honey, are you out for Words of Wisdom? Storm King. Storm King is Laura's uh, Australian Shepherd, and he's the producer of this segment. Stormy wants to talk about trust today. Okay. You want to talk Go about ahead. trust, honey? What do you want to talk about about trust? You have to trust your process. Sometimes you find yourself in places and situations you'd rather not be. That's true. And when you're there, you have to do your best to remain calm. Even when you feel like acting like a freak. You've got to stop yourself and maybe do some stretches. And once you start stretching, you'll start to realize you can find your way out without throwing a fit. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. That's really good. I'm talking about me right then, but who knows? (laughs) (laughs) He's so smart. You really have to write a book. I mean, he has to write a book, but you have to. I know that's a lot for you to do, but. I am going to write Jeremy's Words of Wisdom one day. I promise. Okay, because there's so many. There's just so many that he has. I just love that little guy so much. Yeah. My God. (laughs) Yeah. I've been calling him our resident doggy llama. (laughs) Oh, you have? Yeah. The Pet Psychic Radio doggy llama, Storm King. I so love that. You know, one time we went to... We went to a, um, uh, we went and there was like a Hay House, um, like all, like a Hay House books, you know, they were selling Hay House books and all the people that were selling the Hay House books fell in love with Stormy and he was giving them like psychic advice (laughs) (laughs) and he was like predicting the future and I was like, I don't predict the future. Like that's not coming from me. That's coming from Storm. Can you predict the future? Is he really good at that? Well, I mean, I think Stormy thinks he's good at it. I don't know. Stormy, honey, can you predict the future? You know how you look when you were doing that? I just tell her like I see it. If I see the future, I say it. That's so cool. Storm, you're like the coolest dog ever. Seriously, I feel so blessed at every moment. I know. Well, so if, uh, if it, older, and I I look at him sometimes, and I'm like, oh my god, please don't die. <laughs> like, I know. Like all my animals die in July and August and September. So every July, August, and September, I have like post traumatic stress, like. <laughs> well, it's almost over. It's almost over. We're in August. So you'll get past it. And everyone's healthy, so it's all good. Well, you can tune in to uh, the Pet Psychic Radio next week. We'll be here, same time, same place. Um, Until then, you can go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication, as well as private consultations with Laura. You can also like us on facebook.com slash petpsychicradio if you haven't already. And you can also post your pictures, send us messages there. Um, if you're not following us on Twitter, please do so at The Pet Psychic. That's Laura's Twitter, at The Pet Psychic. And we'll see you all next week on The Pet Psychic Radio Show.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.